Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Hey friends, this week I'll be in Sacramento at Laughs Unlimited. That's May 10th through 12th. T.J. will be at the Stardome in Hoover, Alabama, May 9th through 11th. We will both be performing in Alaska next week. So get on a ship and come see us. That's May 16 and 17 in Anchorage at Coots. On May 18th in Fairbanks at the Blue Loon. It'd be good to see the 12 and a half in Alaska at the Blue Loon. We will both be in Indianapolis performing together at Helium Comedy Club May 30th through June 1st. And you can find TJ's other dates at tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, you really won I that won. one. I you won it. that one. Uh, yeah. It is so fun to just sit and hold our breath in competition. Yeah, we did. We're doing we're doing a breath holding competition and I again. It was a great idea, and it's a good thing we both know sign language because it was a great oh. idea you had during round seventy four, where yeah. uh, you know you, you you signed to me. You said we should do a podcast, and I signed. You're just trying to fucking get me to stop holding my breath, and you signed. I'm not doing that at all. Should we? And then I signed. Hey man, I know a trickster when I see one. And you sir, a trickster, and you signed. I don't know if that's how you sign trickster. And I yeah. signed. Don't tell me how to sign. And then you signed. Look, I'm sick of this. Okay, you're constantly talking about how sign language is more yeah. your forte than mine, yeah. and I'm just absolutely abhorrently. And then it is. you had gesticulated so much in signing that you had not to a gesticulation, in. Yeah. not a gesticulation. And then you had to breathe in. You, and you know what? You lost that because of how I may how have long lost that. I, I lost the battle, but I may was. have won the war because I was signing in seven different languages. Did you notice that? Again, I just don't think the Zimbabwean signing that you are purporting <laughs> you don't to know. I you don't just think it's don't, appropriate? I don't know that it's not real, but I think the clicking, the kind of... You think of, I'm perpetrating well, yeah. all that stuff? Wow, I'm holding you, my breath. I don't think that translates to sign language doing uh, this. <laughs> Just doesn't. I, I just don't believe that it's true. So that was the longest time we've held our breath, and that should we release that episode? It was just an entire episode of us holding our breath. Should you yeah, think we should release I just that? I don't think people like it because it was just minor grunts. And the of, sign language doesn't work. You know what? The sign language doesn't work as well. Yeah. There's. <laughs> That was almost exclusively what I did during that episode. Yeah. I just don't want that out there. I think there's two things that people love about our podcast. Breath holding and sign langu language. <laughs> this is my new version of the falsetto. <laughs> Do you get that? I'm, I just sign language the falsetto. I did notice that you were yeah. holding your hands high up in the air. Sign language, falsetto. You have I'm to stand. 
Or you stood on a chair and you put your hands uh, yeah. up in the air and you you didn't wave them, but you signed yeah. like you just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I, we're going to have to... What's our record so far? Because we're going to have to break our all-time record at the end of this episode. I mean, do you think it was like two and a half somethings? You it know? was a lot. It was a lot of seconds. There were even there might have been seconds, even minutes, days even, hours, milliseconds. There was a lot going on. I think there were several epochs that turned was, into eons and back. There was a lot going on. And I'm just good so to, I'm glad to, to see you, buddy. So much to so talk much about. To talk so about. much to talk about so with you. First of all, we work together. This, every time I see Cash, we work together. So much to catch I've, up no, on. No, but we so do, much, though, because we don't get to see each we've other. We've got enough. a lot to talk about. A lot to catch up on. A lot to catch up on. First of all, TJ. It's one of my favorite things that you do. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. We spend about, you know, 20 minutes of catching up that we could be doing with you telling me we have so much to talk about a lot to catch up on there's that, a lot going on we that got, being said we got it yeah at the that being said behooving that it would behoove me to say that being said is anyone when everyone says that being said are they ever going to give you good news is it ever going to be that that being said well, we talked about you that, right? don't that, get the job yeah now that being said you did a great job that being said we're going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, no, you're right. You're right. You're, hey, look, you came in here. You worked hard. You got everything done that you needed to do. That being said, I'm about I to got you an ice cream cake. And you're like, balloon drop. Balloon drop. Yeah, yeah, balloon drop. But did we talk about doing a reverse balloon drop with helium? Well, okay. I want to talk about that, but I want to tell you my is, new. Did we already talk about that? that might I don't be think so. Reverse I... balloon drop is yeah. a tarp on the ground. Yeah. And all the balloons have go helium. Go up. And so you take the tarp off the and old... all the balloons go up. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really that old because they didn't even have, you know, you can't say the old reverse balloon drop because it can't be that old. They had helium for a while. Helium, yeah. But. But balloons. We did a yes. great <laughs> practical joke on April on the uh, um, April Fools. Uh, my, my kids and I took a bike ride. It was the perfect practical joke. We called her. We go, April. I, I go, April, come out on the deck right now. We're over the we're over the house in a hot air balloon. Come out right now. It was it April first? Yeah, yeah. And and she and so she runs out onto the balcony. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're right above you. And she's like, I can't see you. I'm like, we're right above you. And I didn't explain. I told the kids I was like, they were on speakerphone. They're like, Dada, can she see us? You know, I was just yelling. But I was like, don't. And Chance at first wanted to be like, let's explain how we got into the hot air balloon. I'm like, no, the less explanation, the better. Right? Because we had gone on a bike ride for like two hours and just all of a sudden we're in a hunter balloon. It could happen, right? <laughs> could so happen. Like, we're, we're right above you. And she's like, I can't see you. <laughs> and then this person walks by our house on the like sidewalk and she was like, said to April, it just bummed me out so much. She goes, because we could see her in here. She goes, you do know it's April 1st. So she ruined the entire thing because uh, I was going to get her to go down to the water, like to go down to the water side. Well, I thought and, like, it would be the, funny if you yeah. released a balloon or all of you were holding oh, on to a single yeah, balloon. Yeah. But that is how horrible is it? What kind of person just ruins that joke? And then afterwards, she apologized. She was like, I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, yeah, you probably shouldn't have. Because then mean, we, you definitely yeah, shouldn't have. You know, we were in you the middle I mean, of a great, know, a great. You know, you know who says that? Somebody that no one cares enough about to play a prank on. Mm, Lots of people, yeah. it's April Fools, and they must go through the day being like, "Is anyone going to play a prank on yeah, me? Yeah. Has anybody thought about me enough to play yeah. a prank?" Yeah, mine with Kate was just terrible. Did you do one? It was terrible. Okay, what was it? So I was flying back. I think all the way from the West Coast. It felt like it was a long flight, and I said that because of some sort of mechanical failure, we had to land in Pittsburgh, and that I just didn't see any way that I was going to get to New York that night. Now, I was at JFK. What I yeah. should have done is just waited to do the to joke get home. right out, no, yeah, right just, outside the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just get home. Yeah, and come in. And I don't know why. I think my April Fool's game just hasn't been that like, that strong the last couple of years. I just go, <laughs> oh baby, there is something that the airline told me that I want to pass on to you. And she goes, what is it? And I go. It's April Fools. April Fools, you know. And she yeah. goes, "Oh God, I did. I thought that's not very clever." But then she kicked my fucking ass because I got back, and then we went out to her father's house, which is in Long Island. Yeah. And we get all the way out there, uh, and we get we get to the house. It's this whole you know great drive out there, but it takes about two hours. 
and we got out there and it's really the first time that we had ever been to the house and her father wasn't there yet we were going yeah. to sort of set it up for her and then we got there and she just suddenly her face just drops and she's like oh my god and i go what she goes i the keys i left the fucking keys on the counter at home and i was like no and she goes april Fool's. uh see that's a good one a quick that's one and you want to be one. you want to be with the person and see their see them when you're doing it yeah yeah i mean that to that do it on the phone true. yeah yeah april fools is one of our best one. national holidays do you think it should be a day we get off yeah i think so. to give us a little more plan, time to really to plan the prank to yeah to really to but that would remind the, everyone the problem that is april exactly. Fools. exactly the problem is is part of what needs to happen with it is that nobody really mentions it mm-hmm um, but you also got to think of things that are plausible and could happen. I just couldn't come up with anything more sort of devastating. I mean, the best April Fool's joke in history, as far as I'm concerned, is Sid Finch. I told you about that, didn't I? No, but Didn't you know I what? For yeah. once, yeah. let's mention a, the greatest story Yeah. and make it be the greatest story never told. <laughs> yeah, it's the best one. No one's, well, actually, this one people have heard. It was a it was a Sports Illustrated. I don't think the twelve and a half. Yeah. to hear this. Okay. Well, no, so but let's they, move on. No, We're no, move it right I, along to a. a you got to hear this. A one. section called "Where Were You?" I got to tell you about it. It's I cool. was in a hotel in Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> irritating Cash Levy <laughs> by not letting him tell the, uh, the the Sid Finch April Fool story, and it was look a great it up. Time. It's the best it's, ever. Well, you should tell it. It's uh, yeah. It's you're doing the the, 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 uh, the holding your breath. <laughs> Let's do a where were you? We we did work together in Boston. Well, tell us now. I want we've got to hear this. Uh, Sports Illustrated on April Fool's Day put out an issue, and back then Sports Illustrated was a big deal. Each week it would come out, yeah. and people would wait for it. There was no internet. The whole thing. This is how you got your sports news. And on their cover, they had a guy who was pitching for the Mets, and there's basically the story was there was this pitcher that threw. Uh, I don't know, 110 miles an hour or something. He played a tuba. He he, one foot. He uh, pitched uh, with a boot on, uh, like an army boot, and the other foot was barefoot. And he Wait, what? and he was the best, going to be the best Mets pitcher of all time. They found him in India or somewhere. And his name was Sid Finch, right? Sid and Finch. and thousands of season tickets were sold to the Mets because people got so excited about this. I mean, people went. People lost their minds. It was a George Plimpton article, I believe, and it was hilarious. And you read it, and you thought it was true. And they didn't relieve, re- reveal for like three or four days or something that the whole thing was false. And people went nuts. People were buying season tickets to the Mets. People were like, the odds changed in Vegas for if they were going to win the World Series or not. I mean, there was a lot really? going on. Yeah, it was the best practical joke in the sports world ever. And the pictures of them were so. It was such a funny story. Here, he look plays at the a pictures. tuba. Look at the he plays a tuba, right? They say that he's yeah, he played a tuba, it. and he was this really eclectic guy, and he was like into Buddhism or something. And they look at look at this picture, Sid Finch. This is it fun. was the best. It was the best. I mean, what's uh, your best practical joke that you ever done? That one was pretty good. Uh, I don't remember it, all of the other ones. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, he even it was his best story. Let's see, uh, Sid Finch. I gotta find a picture of him. Here we go. Uh, so I want to, I want to, as we're doing this, I want to talk to you about Boston because you showed up in Boston and you forgot your, uh, your trombone. Look at this picture of him. Look at, they have him out yeah, on the that, beach. This is a story this. that you're going to enjoy. Let's they, see. They have him out on the beach pitching. <laughs> Look, he's got an army <laughs> boot on and he's got, and, but they say he threw like hundred and something miles an hour. It was like the fastest pitcher of all time. Yeah. And they were talking about, they just discovered him. In, in some other foreign land. Which one did he look like? That's him? <laughs> well, they, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. They had pictures of him like on a camel. I mean, like it was part just at every part yogi, part <laughs> baseball player. And it was just people lost their minds. They got the curious case of Sid Finch. People lost their minds. Look at this. What does that say there? <laughs> this is great. He's a pitcher, part yogi, and part, what's that say? Recluse, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Deceptively liberated. Decisively liberated from our, um, like, edible lifestyle. Sid's deciding about yoga. And his uh, future is baseball. (laughs) 
and the Mets fans just went crazy. They were anticipating because the Mets are kind of traditionally coming. a shitty team, right? Well, I don't remember what year it came out. I don't know if they had won a World Series yet or not, but you know, um, the Sid Fidge hoax. Yeah, it was the best. Anyway, Sorry. okay. So you show up. Um, you had forgot your. Uh, well, you have a joke in your show here's now. Here's the saddest thing. Yeah. So I had a, I I had my trombone. I I didn't get my trombone. They lost it. So that's okay. I said, can you deliver it to Kate's father's house? Right. So they send it up, and you know. It's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So I said, send it up there because we'll be there. And then I don't have to worry about getting home to then. I could go straight to, from Long Island to um, <laughs> to the airport. So I did that. They they sent it up there. So the trombone was at this house in Long Island. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. It's great. And then we, uh, we take... <laughs> So we, we have a great, we have the most incredible weekend. One of those weekends that you really are happy you're married because there's certain experiences, certain things, certain weekends often that are so good you want to be able to remember them with that person for the rest of your life. If you'd mm -hmm. done it with somebody you were just dating, right. it'd be a bummer because eventually maybe you'd break up and you'd have no one to celebrate mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But it was just so fun and Kate was so excited and she was on steroids and I don't know if you've ever been around Kate on steroids. I have. I haven't had that uh, experience. Yeah, but. she was like allergic maybe to kava or kratom, which are these two like natural root drugs from the I didn't know this part South of the Pacific. Yeah. So she had to take steroids. And you it like her on steroids? I, 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 no, no, no. They go crazy. I took them at one point. You get angry. You feel like you're crawling out of your skin. I had to convince her to drink rum. I can't even tell you how many conversations as of late is me saying to Kate. Have a glass of wine. And she's like, no, I don't think. I'm like, this, I, trust me, I, you can, of all the experts on alcohol, I can tell you, this is a time when alcohol, because I look at it as a sort of medicine, just like anything else, some sort of like marijuana or anything like that. Yeah. It's a depressant. It has a, a, it's a natural thing that gives a psychoactive response. You know, there's a chemical response to it. So finally I got her drinking rum and she did. She, she chilled out, slowed down. It was this great thing. We didn't sleep a lot. So then I got in the car to go to the airport, got to the airport, you know, got on the plane, was excited about everything. I'd packed all right. You know, I'd been with a big suitcase. And then as I'm starting to land, I think to myself, oh, and this is in Boston. So I'm yeah. playing the Wilbur yeah. Theater with yeah. you, which yeah. is 1,000, yeah. 1,100 seats. There were about 998 people there. And I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because this is a big show for me out of the year, not only because it's a large theater, but much more than that, it's the best theater to do comedy in probably in the world. Didn't you think? I mean, in terms oh, of yeah, like, great. Yeah. in terms of you were at a theater, there were a thousand people. It's a great combination of uh, a theater with a bit of a comedy club feel. So it had both, which is right. rare. It's rare. It wasn't as stiff people, as a theater. Right. People, they, they, they have tables and they go and get drinks. Uh, on the lower floor and then the top two there's two balconies and they were very casual it wasn't as stiff as a theater no no way in yeah. fact uh, cash wore a tie <laughs> and a sport coat because he said you know how often do you get to perform in a theater i want to look nice he does not wear those things um at comedy clubs right. and then halfway through his set he <laughs> took off the tie <laughs> and the coat you know the coat and you're like you know what this is just, you have to strip down here yeah i'm gonna have to take <laughs> off my clothes because this is just was the wrong way to do it uh, which i thought was pretty great because they didn't start off as a super they're not a super warm crowd in the beginning i had forgotten that yeah. they're not the easiest crowds so they didn't start out being super generous or giving but you're just such a consummate professional that you kind of got them where they needed to be and then took off your damn tie and fucking killed. <laughs> it was great. And so um, as I'm landing and thinking, well, what am I going to do for this important show? I go, oh, my God, I don't have my trombone. It's still in Long Island. And I'm like, how the fuck? And Kate's I there, forgotten? too. She was supposed to come. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I, I love Kate. No, she's with her father at this right. point. I'm going, how... The fuck could I forget my... I've, I've been traveling right. all over the world with this right. trombone. With the trombone. I was carrying... I've been traveling in Scandinavia with one bag in one hand and a trombone in the other. 
And now suddenly I just forget that I'm always carrying a trombone. It's not like a smaller suitcase. It is a trombone <laughs> case. Yeah, some people lose their key. That was the first thing I said to you. You called me and uh, you're like, I have to go get a trombone. And I said, well, this, this is the kind of thing of many things that happen to you that could only happen to you. Yeah, and I told you, go. I said, I, I really think you, the career needs to get to a point where they you have a trombone waiting for you in each city. Wouldn't that so. be awesome? That would be the just the mark of true success. I where, think so. Where, but then, you, you know, you told me that, and I said, well, I don't think I can do the, you know, I, I don't know that I can keep doing the trombone. I have to retire that eventually. And then I realized, no, because it's, the conceit of it is that somebody in the audience plays the trombone as a rim shot to my right. one-liners, and I can always change the one-liners. Of course. There's no reason to stop. Yeah, so Plus, maybe I you're will getting get better at the trombone. You did a little... Uh, little concert for me one night and it was pretty impressive i don't know how impressive played name that tune yeah and maybe all right it's the same tune over and over again yeah yeah, yeah. but, but you i was able it. to name yeah, it you're able to name it <laughs> and subsequent uh games you've done very well to yeah. be honest with you and so knowing uh, in advance that that's the one song you can play but it's real too that i'm dealing with this sort of venue manager this incredible uh girl who I, I just to text her yeah. to go, hey, um, I need your help. I quickly need to find a trombone because I was yeah. landing the day of. Yeah. And she said, well, Guitar Center has one. I call Guitar Center. They don't have them. You can order them online, but they didn't have them. So I finally found a place. Um, shout out to Virtuosity Music uh, that, that did have them. And I guess she called them. And when I got there, they told me that was one of the funniest calls they'd ever received. But I called and I said, do you guys have trombones? And they said, yeah, what's your flavor? And I said, I don't care. Do you have trombones? You do? Did and they really say, yeah. what's your flavor? Yes. And I said, I said, doesn't matter to me, but you have them. And do you have used ones? And they said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, great. Because they had gotten me. Originally, I asked for a trombone uh, on the Canadian tour. And they went and bought me one. I remember them saying it was like $75. It was like 85 bucks for just a used trombone. And I go, that's great. You know, I'll just go and I'll spend a hundred bucks on a trombone and then I'll have a backup trombone. So I get there and this is the nicest fucking brass and woodwind shop in the world. It yeah. has hundred trombones, French horns, all of it. And I go in there and I say, Hey guys. And they're like, did you just call? And I go, yeah. And so then I go up to the different stuff and I'm, I'm looking at stuff and I pick up that one horn. And I go, what is this? And they go, that's a flugel horn. I go, oh my God, I should get a flugelhorn. That's what Chuck Mangione played. Is that real? Yeah. I mean, it, I only want to get it because the word flugelhorn is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So I say, oh, my, yeah, maybe I'll have a trombone and a flugelhorn because it's not that hard to play. It's got the three and valves. That's how, like a trumpet. that's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's how they get you because <laughs> they I lure say, you in with the trombone and you're out, you're walking out with a tuba, yeah. a French horn, a flugelhorn, and a goddamn a cornet. A goddamn set of xylophone in your pants to try to get out of there it's without. It's a scheme. That's how they get it's you. It's a scheme. So I said, uh, how much is this flugelhorn? They said $2,500. And I said, what? And they go, yeah. And I go, uh, do you have any used ones of these? And they go, that one is used. And I just go, oh. Yeah. And then I think, ouch. I, yeah, did I, you I, say, ouch, I uh, did not know that. I did not know that. Ooh, I know. I just ooh, went, that's smart. not ideal. Not ideal. Not <laughs> that smarts. It did, and it did smart because then I said, oh, my God, how much are these fucking trombones going to be? So I said, well, do you have any trombones? And he said, yeah, you got a little bit more leeway there. It's <laughs> like, OK, thank God. And I said, how much is that one? And he goes, uh, this one is. Uh, and I said, you know what? Just what's your cheapest trombone? And he goes, well, this one's 600. And my my dick just about fell out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> I didn't know I could. Which is where you keep it dollars for a trombone? I can't yeah. play the trombone. Yeah, yeah. And he said, well, this one's 500 but it has um, the valve keys. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that's confusing. Right. I don't know what the hell that's going to be about. Yeah. And part of the trombone of it is that anyone can play a trombone right. Right. once I teach them. Right. Because the only way that you change the notes is by moving this thing back and forth. So I said, oh, God, you know, and I, and the guys are really nice. They go, hey, man, you know, it's a lot, but you're really upgrading. This is a great horn. It's got a great sound. It's from the 1950s. Um, and I kind of was like, if I get these guys tickets, will they give me some sort of discount? But I didn't even think about that until I paid for it. And also there is a component of it, which is kind of like Kate made this point. But 
like ballet shoes, like point shoes, you don't go in there and say, well, can you do any better on these shoes? Because they're like, no, someone else will buy them for this. Yeah. Like you don't. They're, someone's going to buy that trombone think, and it's a trombonist, but they, they said that it was the funniest phone call they've ever gotten because they've never heard somebody say, Hey, I have a performer that's headlining the yeah. theater tonight and he, he forgot his trombone. Right. Because to them as musicians, they both were saxophonists, but as musicians, yeah. what, how could you ever, forget? that's the yeah. only way. Yeah. It's also not forgetting your guitar because you're a singer songwriter. Yeah. It's forgetting something that in your performance you don't you're not able to do anything else except right, for right. play the trombone. Um, and you played you played the trumpet. I right? played the trumpet, but there's two things I want to say about this. One, but so imagine yeah. to them they're going, you forgot your trombone, I and I was like, yeah, I did. So I bought. So now I have this really nice six hundred dollar trombone, and I'm going to keep that as my backup trombone. But the trombone I have works just fine, and the case is on its last leg. I mean, it's been around yeah. the world. Yeah. And so, and I've got stickers all over the case, which is so fun. But uh, I think, yeah, it's kind of on its last leg. And the the case for the nice trombone is really cool. So I got to buy another case. So it's just very frustrating. But have you found, in terms of the, the Kate aspect of this, and I find this with, with my wife, April? if I spend, yeah, her name's April. Oh. And if you spend, so I, great practical joke I played on her about this so, you yeah. know, balloon thing. You know, anyway, great, uh, you know what the best part of the practical yeah. joke was? My, I didn't tell you, <laughs> my best April Fool's practical joke yeah. this year was I hired a surly older woman <laughs> to go up to your wife and say, yeah. you do know it's April 1st, right? <laughs> that was a good one. Gotcha. I got gotcha. You. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Yahtzee, motherfucker. Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> Um, now, what I love about uh, April, and it sounds like Kate does this too, if I spend some money and I feel terrible about it and feel like this is the dumbest purchase I've ever made. If you're made, about to have sex rarely... just to have children at a restaurant um, is the quickest way to ask for the bill and uh, ask if it's time to have intercourse, just say, uh, check, mate. <laughs> check, exclamation mark, mate, question mark. <laughs> Do you want to mate with me? Can we get the check? Shall we mate? Check, mate. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to try that one, but, uh, but, it, I mean, you got to tweet a lot. I think the best I said, thing is I you, said when you is this the often when I spend money and I, if I ever spend money and I feel bad about it, um, it's nice to have someone to say it's okay. And give you some reason why it's okay you spent that money. Does that happen to you often with her? Sounds like she made you feel better about spending money on that trombone. I mean, she said, look, you know, these Hey, this is part price happen. of doing business, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, she said, you know, babe, this happens, you were really tired. And it's. It, she did kind of say, like, now you have a great trombone. It is an amazing trombone. April will bring up things that other people have spent money on that's even worse. She'll be like, you know, the Johnsons bought a yacht and they can't even sail. So don't feel bad about that price of the hotel room. It is yeah, so interesting. Like, you know, you're always trying keeping up with the Johnsons. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you do have those yeah. friends, the Johnsons, yeah. that are just always yeah. spending money that they don't need to spend. Uh, no, I mean, but the other thing know, I, I wanted to say too is that it's better. awesome that you were able to do, that you care enough about your show that you're willing to spend $600 for about a five minute piece, right? And I yeah, think that, that says I mean, something about it, you. It's pretty dynamic. You we care also, that much about putting wanted, on a good show. I had an interesting moment last night where, first of all, I asked you to do 20 minutes, and then I didn't yeah. have them light you until like 25, because you're just doing so well, and it was like such a, there's such a great, there's such great crowds out here. Oh, it's they're fantastic. Insane. Yeah. It's better than Houston. We we're, were in Omaha. Away by we're in Houston. Omaha. They have a really warm vibe here. Uh, they're cool. They're funny. They're yeah. smart. They're yeah. kind of hip. They and put they you know really. They're the hippest people in Nebraska. They really. You feel very peaceful on stage. You don't feel like at any moment things are. It's. It, I don't know. It's a great crowd. Definitely. Great, great crowds. And so, and I also wanted to take some time to get ready, get in the right headspace, but I was trying to get off by nine fifteen mm -hmm. to do the VIP, which I don't like to rush through it all because. If you're paying to meet and, and take a Polaroid and that stuff, I like to, you know, everybody needs to have a moment and I want to have a moment with everyone. And, uh, but I was timing it out so that we could go and have uh, some wine at this restaurant that was going to kind of stay open later than they usually close, but mm -hmm. just for us. And that's always exciting when you find a good spot and 
Colleen, who owns the club, officiated Kate and Mai's wedding. Uh, she officiated our wedding, so we're very close to her. So I just thought that would be a fun thing to do, you know, because um, we don't always get to go places that will sort of it just a lot of things lined up. But I, I checked my watch a couple of times and I very quickly realized, I said, you know, these people are not going to get the full show that I want to give them um, if I just get off stage and try and do it for what to get some wine, I didn't, you know, with with Kate and. And Colleen and you, and you probably weren't even going to drink wine because you're always playing this hot air practical joke, hot air balloon practical joke. Yeah, I thought joke it might have, people. well, and I also thought it might affect my, uh, you know, my um, holding my breath. Um, you know, if you. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Again, with Cash Lovey putting the H in wine. Bird. <laughs> What was that one? That's a triple banger lightning round. Oh. You didn't see the sign? Let's do it together. Ready? Boom, 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 triple boom. banger lightning round. Okay, this one's about alcohol-free beer. Um, you know, they sell it. Alcohol-free beer. Shouldn't it be called uh, alcoholic beer? Since mainly the people that are drinking it are trying to... Only alcoholics are drinking alcohol-free beer. It should be called beer for alcoholics or alcoholic beer. Well, alcohol, Who else is drinking Alcoholic it? beer would imply that it's beer with alcohol. So that's just beer. Okay. So it should be beer for alcoholics. Which has a great ring to it. Yeah, it's not great, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, I think not alcoholic beer, I'm afraid. All right, ready? Okay. Mm. Um. This actually was a, a masker someone sent me, but I thought it would make a better triple banger. It's by Max Z at A-Hole Sour. Right, I love it. Which I love. You know, I like to call people A-Hole Sours. My kids think it's a normal part of our vernacular in America. They'll be like, he was an A-Hole Sour. You know, they say you love your kids more than you love yourself. And I love my kids more than I love myself, but that's not saying that much because I don't really I don't love myself, myself yeah, that much. I don't care for myself. In fact, I don't even... I. I mean, I like myself, but I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not ready to have a relationship. I mean, I'm kind of. I don't you know. think you should be having a relationship with your kids. <laughs> with myself, I'm saying. I like. I think right. so. You're saying you don't. You don't love yourself. Yeah. What if you really are self? Do, do we? Do any of us? I just saying it's not that saying that much to say I love my kids more than I love myself. Most people don't love themselves that much. In fact, that's most of our problems, come from us not loving ourselves enough. Most people yeah. are barely I, at I peace think, with themselves. I think you love your kids unconditionally. And it's really hard to get to that unconditional self-love. Mm -hmm. And that's the smartest thing I've said in two and a half years. <laughs> you know, that makes me want to just hold my breath, right? Yeah, Max Z at A-Hole Sour writes, uh, which song would you least like to be danced to at your funeral? Now, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't know if I want people dancing at my funeral. I don't like I don't know people that Why are they dancing happy. to you? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, all I can think of with that one is I'm that not gonna be, you're Ma in a casket Max, and everybody's sort of dancing up on the casket and dancing to you. <laughs> Max. Just grinding on the side. Of I'm the not going to wanting people casket. to dance, and I'm not going to be willing to dance back i'll be not alive at that point um anyway the question is which song would you least want people to dance to at my funeral the macarena by los del rio cotton eyed joe yes i don't need to hear by any, redneck i don't need to hear any other <laughs> no there's more ymca by the village people joe. or a compilation of cash levy singing take it into the tweets jesus <laughs> I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. No, you know what? It's still it's still Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Because I'll first of all, I'll be dead. Yeah. And second of all, people would look so stupid dancing to a compilation of your taking it to the tweets. But Cotton Eye Joe, that one was one that Kate and I loved when it was popular. And now we just think it's nearly the dumbest song in the world it's still funny yeah but i don't want people doing those moves there is like a dance to cotton eye joe i don't know i think uh, cotton eye joe was an april fool's joke that just, it's this you know what it's the sid just, finch yeah it's a sid musical finch of music, history yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> 
You know, I, I, I told you on a recent episode, I, I did send out an evite to my uh, funeral and uh, no one has RSVP'd. It's, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a Did you use Eventbrite? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely do not know what that <laughs> is, no but you didn't even is. pause. <laughs> To even start, to even consider the idea that you didn't know what it was, but I think I, the one thing a lot of people don't realize about Cotton Eye Joe is that uh, uh, Joseph Conrad of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah, when that song became popular, he was ecstatic. Uh, it was basically the best thing that ever could have happened to him because ravens pecked out his eyes the year before, and he stuffed his eye sockets full of cotton. And he was absolutely shunned by the village of Lincoln, Nebraska. People didn't want to talk to him. They found him horrifying. Then the song hits number one on the charts. Suddenly, everybody wants a piece of cotton-eyed <laughs> Joseph Conrad, now known as Cotton-Eyed Joe. Cotton-Eyed Joe. <laughs> a long time ago, a long time ago. <laughs> hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move it around now to an essential question of human nature. Not move it on. Not even move it forward, but move it around. <laughs> I think the first, do you think that the, do you agree that sneezing feels good? Especially the first time, the first oh, sneeze. Oh, yeah, sure. The first sneeze feels great. And I don't understand why the, people are more. the first sneeze, it aims to please. Why are more people. Second sneeze. The second, I doesn't think it doesn't come with as much ease. It doesn't. The third sneeze will bring a strong man to his knees. <laughs> That's... The fourth sneeze, oh, geez. And the fifth sneeze, ha, 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 cracker, please. <laughs> why do we say cracker, please? I, I think there are a lot of good reasons why we don't say I think there are a lot of good reasons we don't cracker. say that. I think there's legitimate reasons Wait, we're not why, doing why that. Why did we never appropriate cracker? Cracker, please. We don't embrace cracker. Or just cracker. to say, what's cracking, cracker? We don't lacker. embrace cracker. Do How you we? doing, cracker? Yeah. I'm going to start calling We don't introduce, cracker. hey, Cracker, we don't say that to each other, do we? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't, you wouldn't want, a black person can't call a white person a Cracker. That's not okay. But if two Crackers are talking and it's like, Cracker, why don't we go Cracker like a stack of couple jackets? Yeah! Because Crackers are always stacking jackets. A jack stacking is a Cracker like a jack stacker that you just can't get a knacker for. What I'm saying is the sneeze, the the second sneeze and the third, it has it has diminishing returns. The first sneeze the feels good. The sixth sneeze, it's you painful. start to wheeze. It becomes painful. The seventh sneeze, you blow yourself right up into the trees. <laughs> the eighth sneeze, oh, that one you need a liaison for. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious how far you could take this. The ninth sneeze, you start making teas. T-shirts talking yeah, about the ninth sneeze, yeah. right? Exactly. And the tenth sneeze, hell, you don't just check into the hospital; you sign a lease. <laughs> um, why aren't people having sneeze? Okay. You gotta make your pants crease, <laughs> like pleated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the twelfth sneeze, whoo-ease. That one works. The 13th sneeze, 13th sneeze doesn't end up rhyming because it's an unlucky sneeze. He's. The 14th sneeze. You've burned so many, I can't think of any now. That is. That's the one we've nicknamed John Cleese. It's the Monty Python of sneezes, you know? The 15th sneeze, by that time, your head's no longer cheddar, it's head cheese. The 16th sneeze. Well, that's a sneeze. Technically, sneeze rhymes with sneeze. I think it's fair to say that if you use the word that you're rhyming with, it still technically does rhyme. It does rhyme. Um, you, you're always disappointed when you hear it in a song, though, when they're like, they just use the same word twice. Yeah. To get the rhyme, but it's not as disappointing when they go, ooh, ah, they just try to, do, they rhyme it with just a sound. And the they hum, 17th they hum. sneeze, yeah. well, I'm not going to tell you, I'm just that much of a tease. Mm. 18th tease, <laughs> the 18th tease is actually a sneeze. <laughs> the 19th. 
<laughs> oh, come on, buddy. The 19th sneeze? That rhyme. The 19th That's a breeze. sneeze you better not do when you're on a 19th tease. Tee. No, wait, teeing off. Like teeing <laughs> off and golf. In the 19th tease. <laughs> no, the 19th sneeze, that rhyme's a breeze. Yeah. 20th sneeze. Mm. Time for some Febreze. Yes! Yeah. Those. That's a stinky those sneeze. Peepers. Grab some Febreze for those peepees. For those peepers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just say I don't. I'm surprised. I like more. Febreze those peepers. I I'm think surprised. that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, cash phrase. Why aren't people combining sneeze eye. with sex more often? You know, purposefully, do people do that? They are. You know, I think that somewhere they said it's a tiny little orgasm. It's, okay. It's Up chemically about the okay. same. Okay. Okay. As an orgasm, a sneeze is just a very small one. Okay. Yeah. Do you, did you are you surprised that the Sizzler and Shakey's those two establishments still exist. Are you? Because I every time I see either of them, I'm like, they still have that. Well, Chuck E. Cheese's, it makes sense for it to stick around. Shakey's Pizza is kind of an institution in Los Angeles. Yeah. But <coughs> Sizzler is a very strange. How do those two places still exist? Thing. I mean, there aren't any Sizzlers. There's a Sizzler in Los Angeles, but there's no Sizzlers. I haven't seen a Sizzler. They're well, all Longhorn Steakhouse. Shakey's doesn't even Sigur. deliver, does it? It's like the only pizza place I think that doesn't deliver. Oh, I, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's Shakey's Pizza around. It's, it is a weird one, right? It's weird. I used to, um, I was telling my kids this and they were shocked because it was a different era. Little Caesars is really making a comeback. I then. used to get, a uh, few times I'd get kind of, you know, expelled from school for the day, you know, yeah. in uh, elementary school. Sure. And they sent me home. And I would just go to the uh, Shakey's. I think it's just they sent you home. You don't get expelled for the day. Yeah, for the day. Yeah. Sent home for the day. Expelled for one day. And I would go to the Shakey's. Go to the Shakey's and just play video games. And my parents never knew that this was happening. They never. Really? That's how casual it was. It was like, go home for the day. And I didn't live in like the country and, and, or anything. And why was it? Did you? I don't know. I just oh, just if I got in trouble over stuff. I was probably kind of disruptive about you know just sort of trying to make people laugh. I always had different. It's like my own kids. There was always a. I always had a, a soccer ball, a baseball. There was always balls probably involved. I have so many balls in my house, even with the kids now. They so always are finding throwing ball. balls, throwing <laughs> balls, playing with balls, and you know you're supposed to have them inside that kind of stuff. So they'd send me home and I'd go I to Shakey's. begs for a balls joke. Can you first. imagine that Testicles. now? Sending a kid home and not knowing where he ended up and just he goes to Shakey's? Could that still happen? Oh, so you're saying they would just say, get out of school and they didn't know how you were going to get home. They didn't know. On the the, bus. They just assumed I'd walk home, I guess. But I didn't walk home because I didn't want my parents to know and I'd go to Shakey's instead. How far away was the school from your house? Uh, about three or four blocks. That is crazy that they didn't call your parents. Yeah. Home. That's pretty great. Yeah, you a lot more casual. Video games, a lot more casual back then. Yeah. We don't have much time. We got to because we got to do another. We got to be holding our breath in a second here. We got to finish it up with some maskers. Okay, I'm excited. Do you want to tweetalize one of my tweets though? I did um, a tweet that I think you. Okay. Yeah. Tweetalize. Tweet Until they think of a better name for it. This is Tweetalize. <laughs> That's uh, we have a working title. It's called Tweetalize, but some people call I can't it. Believe I just got myself into <laughs> falsetto, but it's my own hubris because I wanted to. Hit the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion tweets tonight. Ooh, yeah. TJ writes, when I see dust making out with garbage, really Frenching, I yell, get a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really happened? Fred? That's that's great. I, that's yeah, quick, if I too. See, that's if I quick. see trash and garbage... Or like, yeah, if I see trash, like two pieces of trash yeah. sort of mingling in the street, I go, get a broom. <laughs> well, we've talked about this. If I see people making out in the forest, I say, get a tent. I know. I mean, you know, both those things are probably things we should never do again. We should never. Kate's been calling me an old. We should, she recently called me the old bag of peanuts. Is that it? That was really yeah. funny. And then and we she laughed so hard for so long. Yeah. 
And now she insists that it's funnier to call me an old peanut bag. And I still think an old bag of peanuts yeah, I like is bag of peanuts. What do you think? I think bag of peanuts is is, is Peanut is bag good. is still funny. Um, but yeah. Greg Zilla writes, how do I throw away a trash can? I keep leaving it by the curb and the garbage men keep leaving it there thinking it's a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to put it in a larger trash can. You had a um, eating contest with Greg Zilla after one of the shows. I think where was it? Was it in Richmond yeah, or somewhere? Great. Yeah, it was in. It was a pretzel in... eating contest. Again, this is just one of the moments. This is why I like doing some of these road dates with you. Something unexpected often happens with you. Oh, and I walked have, out. A, yeah, I opened yeah, the door yeah. to the green room. I walk out, and uh, you're doing a pretzel eating contest with someone in the crowd who was in the twelve and a half. Greg Zilla. So that right. was cool. Here's one of my favorites. Adam Met- Metropolis writes, I'm recusing myself from these pants. Hot or not? Ah, hot. <laughs> I, I like the, that. In this political climate? It's a very classy like way that. to say I'd like to undress now. Kate said, Kate said, whip it out. Let me see it. And I said, okay, but I redacted this dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you said. You're an old bag of peanuts. Yeah, you old peanut bag. <laughs> I've been calling her an old bag of beans. Um, Tyler Gustafson writes, Hey, at Cash Levy and at not TJ Miller. My girlfriend wants to know why there's an afternoon, i.e. after 12 p.m., but no after midnight. Perhaps the moon needs more respect. I think we've established that completely. The moon gets not enough respect. I love Tyler kind of does all these great. Yeah. But yeah, I think after midnight would be nice. It should be after. Let's have an after midnight snack or an after midnight nap. Yep. You know what an after midnight nap is? Yeah. Because you take an afternoon nap, that's three or four hours. An after midnight nap, that's a full eight hours sleep. That's a sleep for the rest of the day. Yeah. So sleeping is just an um, after midnight nap. Sleeping is an after midnight nap. I like that. That that should go on cash phrase. That's a good one. All right. And then I want to do some others of his, and you guys should follow him. He's really funny, but he's only got 14 followers right now. He's about to have more when I follow that ass. You know what it is, Tyler Gustafson, day to day, day. I take a day to day. Um, what percent of selfless acts are selfish? Well, a lot of people think that everything we do is for selfish yeah, reasons. Yeah, Anne Rand says level. all of them. I say. I don't think that. I don't think it matters. If, I don't see. I don't think it matters if if uh, why you're doing things. If it. Yes, you do things that are unselfish. It right. makes you, you feel good about yourself. It doesn't matter the motivation is what you're saying. As long as it's altruistic, even if you're doing it because you want people to know you're altruistic or whatever. I think I think that's real. I think as you get older, you get a little bit less Even selfless. if you were to give up your life for somebody else, you might be doing it so Selfishly. that you didn't feel bad later about not yeah. doing it. Yeah, or that you wanted to be known. I mean, that's a lot of people that go to war and die. Mm-hmm. It's because they want to die a... A, a hero yeah courageously on the field of battle rather than well, there's gonna know, be a lot of talk about this room. kind of thing when they're playing cotton eyed joe at my funeral that's and right dancing after you went after you died on the battlefield <laughs> uh holding your breath against the fucking germans in world war Two, three, four. um this is at a maskers, but he says uh, <laughs> kids have a higher metabolism than adults, yet their meal sizes are smaller. Seems like a bum deal. Agreed. Wait, say it again. Kids generally have higher metabolisms than adults, yet their meal sizes are smaller. Seems like a bum deal. Yeah. It is kind of true that if you're a kid, you should eat a full pizza. Yeah, you're right. You should start getting those kids to eat more. Ghost and Tokes writes, most appropriate location for a standing jack. In the shower, waist deep in the sea, <laughs> over a lucky baseball bat, or anywhere in a Best Western. <laughs> Where is it best to have a standing jack? I, I mean, I think the most appropriate place is often, I guess, would be a shower, you know? But I like my favorite one is the, a lucky baseball bat. Really? Yeah. What about a yeah. best west? A best western's pretty funny that too. Is, that's the funniest one, but I like. The Wait, say it again. Bat. Say it one more time. Most appropriate location for a standing jack in the shower, waist deep in the sea, over a lucky baseball bat, or anywhere in a best western. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't totally understand the standing jack. Now anywhere, really anywhere is in cap in capital letters. All the anywhere what anywhere is in capital letters or just anywhere. anywhere. 
in a Best Western. So that include would that include the lobby? Be a lobby in the lobby because that, that, that would be inappropriate. That would be over the Lucky Scrambled Eggs. Yeah, <laughs> not the Lucky yeah. Baseball Bat. Yeah, I mean, I think Best Western is pretty funny. Like I said, it's the funniest one. I think one. the ocean is pretty hilarious. I mean, you mm-hmm. pee in the ocean. Yeah, we do a lot some of people in the ocean. That's true. Poop in the ocean. That's true. Shit in the ocean, which is terrible. I don't think that's, that's okay. Um, I think the the ocean should have the same rules as pools for that reason. You can pee in the pool, but you can't take a turd in there. And you can't pee in the, the pool. You shouldn't pee the in the ocean. The ocean, the chlorine helps it, but so <laughs> the ocean is also whipping everything that's in the sea to the shore. So you're essentially letting a turd. Letting the ocean burgle your turd and whip it at the people on the beach. Um, and I, as I've mentioned, I've told the story of puking in the ocean. How what an amazingly wonderful experience that was. I, I listen. If you're, if that you're, was one of the greatest experiences <laughs> of my life. I really, I'm going to go down in history. I really did puking in the ocean. It's really something. The bottom else. line is, if you're going to do it in a Best Western, it would be more appropriate and more classy to say, "I will now recuse myself from these pants." I will now recuse myself from these pants and jack from a standing position. <laughs> sir. He said about Western. Madam, sir, now that you've checked me in, before I go to my room, I'd like to have a quick standing jack anywhere I want. And they go, anywhere? And you say, all caps, zip. Uh, hey, we gotta we gotta get out of here. I th- I'd like us to do let's. But I think Jack, what I was gonna say is a standing Jack in the ocean. That's pretty funny because you're also braving the salt water getting in your urethra, which is also yeah. the name of my second album. As a singer songwriter who forgot his guitar, <laughs> I had to buy a new flugelhorn. <laughs> Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, before you do anything. Yeah. So we're going to hold our breath until the next episode. Yeah, until the next episode. All right, let's do it. Let's do it.